Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, jumping in really quick to tell you about our good friends at Geek Fuel. Yes, they are in fact our sponsor for this episode and you need to check them out. If you go to geekfuel.com slash flash TV talk, you'll find yourself a wonderful plethora of great geeky goodness. You like video games, you like collectibles, you like t-shirts, you like all that stuff. How would you like it delivered to your door every single month? We love Geek Fuel and we love that they're supporting this show and we love you that you're supporting them. In fact, if you're enjoying the show, you want to see it continue to happen, you like coming and getting Flash TV Talk every week, then you're going to love getting Geek Fuel at your door every single month and knowing that the money that you spend there helps to make this show happen. So again, geekfuel.com slash Flash TV Talk. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing fantastic, man. Ready to talk about the best Flash episode ever. Was it a great episode or the greatest episode of The Flash? Well, according to a poll yours truly conducted on Twitter, 68% of you thought that it was the greatest episode, while a paltry 32% thought it was only a great episode oh snap well, we're gonna talk about it all about it tonight it's gonna be a lot of fun man i'm really looking forward to it uh first want to remind you guys if you haven't checked out our other uh podcast legends tv talk uh, you should do that uh admittedly if you go over to legends tv talk.com or dctvtalk.com you will find subscription links for itunes and satchel and other such uh, great podcast listening uh, applications, but we want to also encourage you to check out the YouTube videos as well. It's it's the first time that we're trying this thing where it's kind of a YouTube experience first, podcast second. Uh, a little bit outside of our wheelhouse, but uh, having some fun with it. Got a rotating cast of wonderful panelists. So if you are interested in what's going on with Legends of Tomorrow, we encourage you to check out Legends TV Talk. Write us some wonderful reviews there. We also want to thank you guys for tuning in. Those of you who are here as part of the live show, tuning in live at Mixler.com slash Pottery for this awesome chat tonight. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully we'll be getting in some of your comments later on in the show as we discuss what I'll go ahead and say it, Bell, for me, was definitely the greatest episode of The Flash. Absolutely outstanding. Hey, man, before we get started, there's one last bit of business we got to knock out right here, right now. And that is that... You and I are actually going to be on this upcoming CW Fan Talk. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I saw you on it uh, on TV the other day. I thought that was really cool. And uh, I was sad I couldn't make the last one. So I'm going to make this one work. I'm going to do it. All right, man. Well, hopefully this will be really great. We've been working with them to, to really put together something special. So as I understand it, or as we have been led to believe, we are going to be doing kind of a podcaster focused episode of CW Fan Talk. It'll be uh, us, myself, Mr. Matthew Bell, also both Derek and Steve from Starkville Labs. Really excited to do this kind of collaboration between us, Starkville Labs and the CW. So I think it'll be a really, really special show. Uh, be sure to hit up CWFanTalk.com where you'll be able to watch live right before the flash airs should be great y'all show up let them know there's a chat room let them know in the chat y'all are there to see some uh, some flash tv talk 
it should be a blast, man. I'm just really glad that you're going to be there. I, that is to say, you you are going to be there, right? Yes, I will do everything in my power to make it happen. Okay, well, I, I I will do everything in my power to make it happen. Excellent. Well, and remember, guys, uh, you know, if you go to that chat room, you know, you, you just spread some Flash TV love in there. Uh, that'll just help us get one step closer to our ultimate plan of world domination. And hashtag ring that bell. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, come on. Bell for Grod. Hashtag ring that bell. Flash TV talk. We, we knew you guys are going to represent. So CWFanTalk.com <laughs> next week yeah. with the Flash. The, the Rundown. Episode 13 of season two, Welcome to Earth 2, directed by Millicent Shelton and story by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Hey, it's the guys with the guys who do the thing. Yeah, they do the stuff with the thing and the shows. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, before heading to Earth 2, Barry closes all but one of the breaches so that Zoom has no other way to travel between the parallel Earths. Using the last breach at Star Labs, Barry, Cisco, and Dr. Wells travel to Earth 2, but there is a surge of energy that destabilizes the breach. The trio will be stuck in Earth 2 until Caitlin and Jay can stabilize the breach again. Barry decides to impersonate his Earth 2 self to get more information on Zoom. Barry is attacked by Earth 2's Caitlin and Ronnie Raymond, known here as Killer Frost and Deathstorm, agents of Zoom. Cisco attempts to help the police stop the pair, but he is confronted by his own evil doppelganger, Reverb. Barry tries to rescue him, but is stopped by Reverb and Deathstorm. Zoom arrives, kills Reverb and Deathstorm for not turning over the Flash, and then imprisons Barry alongside Jesse. Meanwhile, Jay reveals to Caitlin that he invented Velocity 6 on his Earth, and that it is, it is the real reason why he lost his speed and is dying. All right, man. So a lot going on this episode. You know, typically the way that we do things is we take it character by character, but I feel like we would not be doing things right if we did not at first acknowledge that little road to the multiverse segment that we got when Barry Wells and uh, Vibe jump through the speed cannon and actually see glimpses from other Earths. And what is the first image that we see? I don't remember the first one. Oh, wait, that's right. The first one was kind of, uh, it was it was hard to see, but we'll talk about that one in a second. Fine. The second image that we see? I don't remember the order specifically. They're all like in my head. No, Bell. John Wesley ships Flash. I, I, that's what I thought it was, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that, man. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> dude, <laughs> That's right. so awesome. So here's the rundown. We got John Wesley ships Flash. We got Kara uh, Zarel, Supergirl of the Supergirl CBS series. We got what appeared to be Grodd. Uh, we also got what is which has been kind of a debated image. I mean, it was great. Um, we, we immediately over on Twitter asked for some screen captures to come in from those of you who are watching on TiVo. We fortunately got a couple of images in of this hooded figure with a bow and arrow, but nobody quite knows who this is. There's actually a lot of speculation that perhaps this is a Connor Hawk, which would be the son of Oliver Queen, who's actually been hinted at in all of the crossover episodes between Flash and Arrow. And so perhaps this is in an alternate universe. Connor Hawk is actually the arrow, or this might actually be a nod to a potential uh, future arrow. Uh, you know, one of an Oliver Queen who is uh, disarmed, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, you know, I guess lost an arm wrestling competition so severely that he had to get it replaced. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. Of course, the other one is that this could potentially even be um, you know, uh, his father, Cyborg this, super arrow. <laughs> no, this could be Robert queen of earth Two, who we know to be the arrow at this point. And, uh, and I, I think that, that probably either the Connor or Robert is probably the best one to go with. Um, I, you know, as, as the chat is even pointing out, there was definitely both arms on the arrow that we saw in this, uh, in this clip, but really, really interesting stuff. As we keep going through, we get, like I said, we got Grodd. We also got an image of a Legion ring, which is the Legion of superheroes, a, a future team of superheroes, as well as a brief image of Jonah Hex, which, uh, that one actually eluded me. I didn't realize that was Jonah Hex for on, upon first viewing. Yeah, I, I saw it and I was like, Hmm, who is that? And then I was reading a little recap thing and it was mentioning all of those and I was like, oh, it's Jonah Hex. That's really cool. And, it, and it's the, the guy who's going to play Jonah Hex, right? It was the. Yeah, I think it's the same actor. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So, all right. So here's the great thing. We've got with all of this, we, we've got an opportunity to see a lot of flashes of potential. I, I really see these as more Easter eggs. You know, it, it's yeah. very reminiscent of when. Flash ran through time and saw moments from all of time. And so he saw things like the Flash Museum. He saw things like, you know, Caitlin becoming uh, Killer Frost, that sort of thing. And we speculated when we saw all those flashes, if you will, uh, of what we were looking at. Was that multiple Earths? Was that multiple, you know, periods in time? I have held true to the fact that that what we saw, those glimpses, 
were glimpses from moments in the same timeline. Here, I don't think we're seeing moments from time. I think we are very specifically seeing moments from multiple Earths. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the things that we saw last season were definitely events that are going to happen in this timeline, which is mm. interesting considering we saw we saw Killer Frost. But I still stand by that statement. Uh, in tonight's or last night's episode, definitely stuff from the multiverse. Each one of those things appeared to be from because uh, because I, I believe they've stated that when Barry goes to meet Kara on Supergirl, it's going to be an alternate universe kind of deal. Oh, have they uh, have they specified that? I mean, I know that's where the the majority of speculation is is currently right now, but I didn't know that's been confirmed. I don't remember. Uh, I I, I want to say I saw it when I was reading something this afternoon, but I I, I want to say that it was confirmed that, that they were going to be Barry would jump to another universe again uh, yeah. to go see to go see her. Well, okay, so that one is somewhat foreshadowing, but even still, it's foreshadowing to an alternate universe out there which loved all of those Easter eggs that, I mean, gosh, way to hit the ground running pun intended. They really did a great job of just amping up what we're about to experience in this new universe. And uh, man, let's actually start with Caitlin. Uh, you know, Caitlin for the last several episodes has been somewhat fly on the wall or fly completely missing from the wall altogether. <laughs> uh, you know, to some extent they made up for that fact in the sense that we did get uh, two Caitlin's here. And in fact, her in full on killer frost of earth Two. Uh, now, interestingly enough, this character of Killer Frost, very different from the Caitlyn that we've known, but also is a very unique character in that she is a metahuman surrounded by metahumans. But but like all of the members of Evil Team Zoom, uh, their Earth One counterparts all have superpowers as well, except for her. So yeah. let, let me pitch this to you. Do you think that that our Caitlin, the Caitlin of Earth One, actually is a metahuman and just hasn't tapped into it yet? Well, I don't know. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. Someone in the chat mentioned uh, Jared. Uh, Jared Mithender in the chat mentioned that uh, he was thinking that Killer Frost is going to come with them back to Earth One. But I don't know. I mean, that would be that would be an interesting way to do it. Have both Caitlins on Earth One. Um, but I. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that maybe Caitlyn just has latent abilities she hadn't tapped into yet. I'm thinking, see, I, originally I thought that too. I thought that maybe Earth 2 Caitlyn uh, or, or Killer Frost would come on over. But I really do. I think that there is room for Caitlyn to go like down a really dark path, our Caitlyn to go down a really dark path and tap into this power set. And so I I, I really love this almost, uh, you know, at some point I do want these, these two to meet. And I'm sure that we'll get something of that in the next episode. But, but I really do f feel that this is a foreshadowing of things to come for her, but man, killer frost, very, very different from, uh, from what we've experienced with Caitlin. Yeah. Like polar opposite. Uh, I see what you did there. Hey oh, I'll be here all night. Well, she's not the only one, man. I mean, all of the characters, the evil doppelgangers, uh, are are very very different. I mean, you know, gosh, uh, with Deathstorm coming in, obviously this is a very different Ronnie. Still has that kind of competent, uh, you know, kind of a jock persona around him, but far more aggressive and I mean, dangerous. Well, you know, yeah. Well, he said it himself. You know, when uh, when Cisco asked him if Doctor Stein was in there, he's like, I hadn't let him out in in you know in forever, and he barely talks anymore. So yeah, he's just suppressing that side of him. And just almost was like, ah, it's as if he was consumed by the Firestorm Matrix. And it's just kind of like amplified his uh, his personality, made it more aggressive and stuff. Mm. Now, Deathstorm is a character that's kind of been reimagined uh, re in the comics, especially after the New 52. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe the most recent iteration is actually one where Ronnie is possessing or maybe not Ronnie. It might be someone else, but but the the personality is actually possessing a corpse. And so that the idea, you know, that is that this is actually like, you know, a dead animated corpse that is actively atomically on fire. Yeah. I want to say my only exposure honestly is through uh, the war of light hero clicks event. Cause there's a, mm. a, a death storm in there. And I, I don't remember the, the little, cause I have little blurbs on the back, about like, you know, significant appearances and things like that. And uh, I, I, he was a black lantern there. So yeah, he would have been dead at some point. I don't know if he was a corpse that was animated not quite sure on that, but now that uh, would make sense because in Blackest Night, all these corpses were becoming, you know, reanimated. And if you actually had, you know, the uh, the corpse of a dead firestorm coming up, and then actually, you know, getting somebody like a Ronnie or or Jax or somebody in in the head with that person, 
uh, yeah, could could provide for some really interesting stuff. I, I do now that you mentioned it, I do actually remember reading that in Blackest Night and seeing him as a as a prominent character there. Yeah, yeah. All right, so of course, all these two are just henchmen for for who is ultimately the big bad, and no. I don't mean Zoom. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean Reverb. Now, Reverb is actually a character from the comics who is actually uh, uh, Cisco's brother, uh, who we've actually seen already on the series. But yeah, Cisco's brother in the uh, in the primary Earth is actually a character that goes by Reverb. They've twisted some things up here, making it so that the uh, evil doppelganger of uh, of Cisco is Reverb. And uh, dude, what is up with Morphe? I mean, uh, Cisco here. <laughs> what you mean evil cisco yeah i loved it dude i thought it was so brilliant um oh uh, apparently he talks as if he's got some sort of mm, way of saying things now he's mm, thinking about what it's going to mm, say while he sends money to <laughs> his um, swiss bank account well you know if, if you're going to be an evil caricature of yourself you have to have that evil caricature voice. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought like because because that's the thing. Cisco, if he was a bad guy, would do that, not because that's how he talks, but just because it's funny. And like that's that's the joke, right? <laughs> like I'm going to be this, you know, have this like snidely whiplash voice because why not? I, I'm a bad guy. I got to like, you know, ham up that bad guy personality. <laughs> <laughs> that does make sense. Now, all right. So here's the deal, though. Evil Cisco wearing his evil Marky Marks, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, evil Marky Marks, green, good Marky Marks, blue. Is that how we, we, we got that? I'm shocked they weren't red. Yeah, that would make some sense, right? I was I was I was thinking they'd go for the lightsaber motif and that there would be some sort of lightsaber quip. But uh, are you Cloud City Vadering me right now? Right. See, with all the Star Wars references, I was like, oh, how can you not have like a red, like, you know, Sith Marky Marks versus Jedi Marky Marks? I like it. I like it. Well, OK, but here's the th here's the thing, though. They, the Reverb talks to Vibe and talks about his power set. And basically he even says, you know, we could be gods like you haven't even begun to tap into your power. And when he steps up, you know, Deathstorm and Killer Frost step back. And yeah. we're talking about a dude who's essentially like an atomic bomb and somebody who has like the power of like to freeze everybody in the room. And Vibe, historically, let's say, has not necessarily had just the most incredible power set here. Uh, what What is your take on this, man? Well, I, I think that is exactly what I want to see with him do with Vibe's power set. Because, you know, in, in the comics, he... Uh, I'm not 100% familiar with how with how it works, but you know he's got a lot of you know controls of like vibrations, kind of similar to uh, to Daisy Johnson in Agents of Shield. Quake. Sure. You know? Yeah. No, that's actually yeah. Good. Good. Good analogy. Yeah. So uh, when they were doing the whole, you know, he can see the vibe kind of stuff. I felt that was sort of forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, you know, it worked and it, it helped them solve the you know freak of the week kind of things and find this and do that and i was like okay that's an interesting interpretation of the power set but when we saw reverb i was like that's the vibe that i was thinking right of. right and where he's actually you know casting like these yeah 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 so he's got the marky marks he can still do the vision stuff but you know as uh as he as reverb you know tells himself I, I guess. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As he tells himself, he's like, dude, you haven't even scratched the surface. Look at all the cool stuff I can do. And that made me super excited because I'm like, there's no way Cisco's not going to explore his power set now. And he's going to be finding out all of this cool stuff that he can do. And it's we're going to have a really cool like meta team for Flash to 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 fight crime with. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Reverb gets it in the chest, similar to uh, to Vibe, which I was kind of disappointed in. I wanted there to be something where Reverb, uh, since you know he can vibrate to the frequency of space time and stuff like that, I was kind of halfway expecting him to vibrate so that Zoom's hand didn't kill him, and then like we yeah, see yeah, yeah. Should he have been able to get out of that, Mister? I'm supposed to be a god, dude. Yeah, like that. That I was kind of thrown. You know, that that kind of take took me back. I was like, hmm, that's that's really weird. I. I was thinking that there'd be at the end, like him getting up and running away or something like that, or some kind of thing to indicate that he wasn't really dead, because I would figure that the way he was describing his power set that, you know, and, and, and that would be cool, too, because if he's able to survive an attack from Zoom reverb, then that means that Cisco could be instrumental in the battle against Zoom, which I think would be really cool for his character. Mm, that would be pretty awesome. All right. So 
the whole idea behind this team coming in is they they want to come into Earth two and figure out where Zoom's layer is. That's that's their whole plan. They shut down all of the portals around uh, Central City. The last one, by the way, being the uh, the breach that Zod got or not Zod, but Grodd got flushed down the uh, the portal on. Did you catch yeah. that? I did. I did. I saw it. I was like, that place looks familiar. Oh, that's Grodd's portal. Yeah, I, I think, and I could be wrong here, but I think most of the actual portals we saw, you know, shutting down were ones that, that were very specifically, you know, that we'd seen before. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. Yeah, great, great throwback there. But yeah, so here's the question, though. They come up with a team to go to Earth 2 to gather intel on where Zoop's lair is. Okay, the team they compose this group of is Harrison, Vibe, Barry, and that's it. Yeah. No one else like Jay is hanging back and telling them what they're supposed to do, even though they're going on his home turf. Well, I mean, Harry is there uh, is their Earth 2 guy. But why isn't why isn't Jay go like why on Earth is Jay hanging back? Like, I, I get that he's you know, he's got his whole thing with Caitlin going on, and whatnot. But like, why? Why is he hanging back? I'm I'm assuming it's because he's sick and they know he's sick. And he's dying. And I guess either he feels he'd be a liability or they feel he'd be a liability and doesn't want to go. Yeah, but like it's not like he's going into I mean, I guess he is kind of going into a war zone, given that, you know, there's a curfew and Zoom is pretty much at large. Uh, okay, but still, it just seemed a little odd to me that, that Jay wasn't even going at first. I, I saw it as kind of almost a, um, you know, a little bit of a validation to my theory that perhaps Jay, you know, isn't actually Jay. But then later on. We see Jay in one location and Zoom at another, which kind of throws that theory out of the water. Yeah, but I kind of have an addendum to the other theory. Oh, yeah? Maybe. Well, go ahead. Throw it out. Well, I'm thinking that – so Jay got real sick on Velocity 6 or I guess the Velocity Serum. It might not necessarily have been 6. It could have been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Uh, and that's, you know, that's why he's sick. That's why he's dying. Um, there are some addictive qualities to it is what it looks like. Maybe it's something – the reason why his speed is gone is velocity six did something crazy to him. And maybe that like, maybe some sort of like weird, crazy split personality thing. And, and zoom is an entity that kind of like detached from Jay. That's why it's always craving oh. speed, right? It wants more and more speed. So hmm. velocity six did something to Jay and the speed force that was in him got mutated or warped or something like that, separated from him, turned into the entity Zoom. Interesting. Not not a bad theory at all. I mean, doesn't help my whole, I kind of want this not to be Jay, given that I've been disappointed with what we've gotten so far from Jay, but actually kind of fits in. I, I can dig it, man. That's that's not a bad one. I mean, ultimately, they go into Earth 2 looking for Zoom and can't find him anywhere up until the very last minute. Uh, you know, they they have this idea which is that Barry is going to find doppelganger Barry. You call him Dr. Jones doll. And <laughs> he did bad. I mean, like, look, I, the internet was exploding once the images showed up, but I mean, he did look straight out of <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, there, there's a real big fifties motif in earth too, which I love. I love the aesthetic of earth too. I thought it was great. Henry, Henry Jones. Yeah. Henry Jones jr. That's right. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, Junior. Indiana Jones jr. <laughs> Indiana. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> you are named after the dog? <laughs> Illumination. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so, you know, it, he's, well, I guess, you know, he's an archaeology professor. Barry's a CSI. Yeah, it's not the same, but still. Yeah, no. but still, they look the same and it's awesome. <laughs> he, was, he was definitely rocking the nerdy look and, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, but, but yeah, maintained his CSI job. Actually, the closest to his alternate self. However, uh, in this earth, he is married to Iris and uh, Iris, who, of course, is the police, not police chief, but detective. Uh, we, you know, the, when they said Detective West, I knew immediately at first for a brief moment. I thought, oh, wait, Wally, Wally's too young to be. Oh, it's Iris. It's so <laughs> going to be Iris. I love the whole through the looking glass moment when he actually goes into uh, you know, the, the CPD and actually sees, you know, not the Justice League uh, nod on the wall, but actually the Justice Society 
not yeah. on the wall, which was wonderful. And, you know, is surrounded by, you know, heroes like our boy Patrick Sabangi, aka Captain Singh, as yeah. villains. I don't know what kind of villain he was supposed to be. Some kind of like lone shark pimp. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a, like a, like a pimp or a hustler or some kind of gangster or something like that. Yeah. Being taken away by Deadshot, who is the worst shot on the police force, which is which just is hilarious. Perfect. I mean, absolutely perfect. The way they interwove these characters, even the first one they saw was, um, oh gosh, the, the firestorm villain. Um, who was, uh, who was Harrison Wells uh, assistant at star labs. Oh, gosh, what was his name? I don't remember his name, honestly. But yeah, yeah, the, the look on their faces was just brilliant. It's like, oh, and they're taking selfies like, you know, every five seconds. Right? Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous. Oh, oh, and how can we not forget? I mean, the, the chat right here reminding us uh, Mayor Leonard Snart. Yes. So that that made me super excited when I saw that because I was hoping for some Citizen Cold. I thought that would have been really, really cool. But you know what? Mayor Snart is the next best thing. And Henry Hewitt was the one that we were trying to think of. But yeah, ah, that's right. You don't know that Mayor Snart isn't Citizen Cold. That's true. We don't. There's still a possibility for it because they didn't say like, you know, Mayor Cold or something like that. Well, was... but see, if Oliver Queen can run for mayor and still be the Green Arrow, perhaps Snart can be mayor as well as, you know, a vigilante on the side. Holy crap, I didn't think about that. That's awesome. I would I I think that would great. That would open up great potential. I don't think it's going to happen or we'll see it uh, anytime. Well, next soon. episode we ne- uh, you know, maybe he shows up. Who knows? I don't know. Something tells me that actor is preoccupied in the 80s, but um that's for Legends <laughs> TV talk. Uh yeah, but no, man. Like there's just so much going on. You know, Barry gets a chance to experience what life might have been like or might might be like if he was married to Iris. And I feel like subtly maybe some emotions are getting reawoken in him uh you know especially she starts coming on to him and grabs him into the hall and they get a little you know kissy kissy going on now i did put out a poll on the twitters asking people is it cheating if it's your wife from another earth bell is that cheating well um it's weird so they're they're Yes or no, Bell. It's not a hard question. It really is a hard question. Yes or no. I wasn't cheating. Wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) Uh, uh, Something else came to my mind, which is a bit heavy for this podcast. (laughs) Well, here's the deal. I put out the poll. I said yes or no. Or then a third option was, I mean, it's Iris. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, it's Iris definitely won the day. So uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, this might be his only shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> hopefully not I, I feel like this is uh like i said reawakening perhaps some old emotions that he had for iris um you know you could tell that he felt uncomfortable in that they did not have that established relationship barry is not i mean he's not a pig right he, it's not it's not like he's gonna go for it just because he has an opportunity i mean right. he cares deeply for his iris and uh and this is not his iris but he also gets a little kind of emotionally attached right he even has that line my family is my family no matter what earth they are on and now, uh i have to say this i completely agree with harrison wells in this in this regard that there's a there's a different that these people are not your family you don't even know them you don't have a relationship they're completely different people from a completely different earth is that what you mean yeah yeah uh i was sitting there and uh you know barry was like no i have to help him blah blah blah, blah. and <laughs> I, I was watching it with my buddy and i turned to him and i'm like I totally agree with Harrison Wells on this. And he was like, yep, me too. <laughs> well, but okay. But see, here's the deal. It's still, you know, it, it, he's, he's still a hero, regardless of the fact that he is, in, you know, inputting additional emotional attachment that perhaps he has no right to do. He's still the hero. He's still going to fight to save the day, no matter who these people are. The fact that they look, sound and act a whole like, well, act a little bit like the people that he knows from his earth means that he's going to be a little bit more additionally attached to them. Yeah, no, and, and and the hero aspect is that's the reason why he was there, right? Because he has to save these people from Zoom. The reason why I agree with Wells is because once they got over there, he let his emotions cloud his judgment. And as opposed to staying on task and on mission, which was to find Zoom, he's like, I have to help Joe and Iris. And in actuality, the best way for him to help Joe and Iris is to find Zoom. Mm. And so that that's that's where I was, you know, agreeing with Wells is that I think, uh, you know, like, like Jay said, don't get emotionally attached. He got emotionally attached. And he, uh, um, it threw him off from his mission. Yeah. It threw him off from his mission. And now he's captured by zoom. So he, 
I guess, effectively learned where Zoom's hideout was, just not in the best way. <laughs> well, and we'll get there. But before we get there, I mean, we got to talk about why he's getting emotionally attached. It's not just, you know, this, uh, you know, fun time with Iris that he that he's able to experience. It's also that he learns through Iris that his parents of this earth are alive. He yeah. walks over to the phone. And I'm not even going to talk about the Easter eggs that are on the phone yet because I completely missed him the first time because I knew what was coming with this phone call. Yeah. And he calls his mom. And I got to tell you, man, like the most emotional moment, I think probably the entire series is seeing this young man listening to the voice of his mother who he has not heard since he was a boy. Or I guess he did talk to her last season in the future past. But let's let's throw that out for just a minute now. Like hearing this woman who is alive and experiencing her son's life and, and being able to share things like trips and plans and talk about things like grandchildren and just what could have been, dude, dude. Try not to think about what might have been. <laughs> you you going to keep going on with that? I don't remember, <laughs> but we have taken different roads. It was, dude, that was, that was a powerful something, scene. Something. Yeah, dude, it was real powerful. It was, it was one of those, it, it it was hard to watch, but not because it was it was just so emotional. Just thinking about what Barry's going through in that situation is just it's like, wow, like that has to be so hard for him. You know, for me, it hit home harder than when he actually did talk to his mom in the future past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And part of that, I think, is that my mind was kind of like wrapping around like she's dying right now, like like i don't know something something about that seemed just that scene just seemed a little off but for whatever reason i was far more comfortable with like yeah it's an alternate earth it's fine it's fine yeah yeah but but it really did man it just really hammered home this you know i i don't know this 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 episode was more fun than anything we've experienced and that and that's saying something because everything's been incredibly fun far more emotional than almost anything that we've experienced which again that's saying something because it's been incredibly emotional and like the exciting man the stakes were high the entire way through gotta make mention now of the fact that when he does go over to that phone for those of you who are not totally listening into your heart while you were crying out loud because you knew what was coming actually <laughs> were able to see through the tears uh did you notice some of the names on the speed dial i did and what names did you notice well i saw bruce i saw clark i saw diana and i saw Hal. wait was clark on there was Clark on there? Hang on, I'm, I'm, going, I'm double checking that. I don't remember Clark. So it was, yeah, it was not Clark. It was dad, mom and dad, Eddie, Bruce, Hal, and Diana. Eddie. Yeah. So Eddie's also alive in this universe, which one theoretically could take away that there is an Eobard of Earth 2. But again, he probably doesn't care because it He's does from- not appear that the Barry Allen of, of Earth 2 is much of a threat to the Thons. Yeah. Yeah. Or to anybody. I mean, we we did get a little bit of a nods of what Earth 2 Barry is all about. You know, obviously, he doesn't have a great relationship with Joe, which, by the way, Papa Joe and the pipes. Oh, yeah, man. Like, that was awesome. I was sitting there wondering because everybody just about on that show has a great set of pipes on them. And I was like, when are they going to? I, w- I, w- I would love for there to be a musical episode. I know yes. some people probably wouldn't, but I no. think that would be freaking awesome. Yes. Um, but uh, like like Pied Piper comes back and suddenly everybody's singing. I, I mean, I feel like you have to use Pied Piper as the, the vehicle that, that creates some sort of musical episode. It doesn't you do know necessarily back, right? go along with the power set that they've established in the actual show, but it's kind of similar to what he's got from the comics. They can make it happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and uh, he's actually, I saw some news today that he's, uh, he's coming on for an episode this season. He's coming back. He's coming back. So, actually, I thought, I thought, man, that he might be in this episode, given that Iris was talking about one of her snitches and Pied Piper in the comics is actually a snitch for the cops and for. Barry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I, but um, but yeah, like I, I would love to see a musical episode and I'm so glad we got to see Joe sing tonight. That was awesome. That was so great. Uh, man, could you imagine Joe as your father-in-law? Like, and I realize that it's, it's earth to Joe and he's all bitter at Barry and he's just kind of, you know, he's a musician and he's a different personality type person. But at the same time, you got to imagine if somebody married Iris, he probably would be not too different to that person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. You know, it, the, the one thing that was interesting about this to me, Iris mentioned it a couple times, earth to Iris, where it's like, you know, you're acting weird. Mm. 
And, uh, you know, Papa Joe is like, oh, you're still stupid. You know, <laughs> right. you're still an idiot. Like, because it's the types of questions and stuff that Barry's asking. I don't know. It's sort of like raised flags in my mind. I'd be like, why are you, you know, you're surprised at this. You're acting weird about that. You don't remember that my dad hates you or something like, you know, it's 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 interesting that nobody seemed to kind of get weirded out by the fact that he was being so weird. And maybe that's what's going to happen next week when this whole thing, you know, comes to a head. But uh, I just thought it was it was interesting. Yeah, it could be. I mean, there was even that moment where uh, when Iris grabs him into the hall and they have some fun time, she she talks about how her watch thinks that he's a metahuman. Yeah, yeah. Which those watches really can't be trusted because there's a, a couple of times where the watches should have gone off around Cisco or Barry and nothing was going on. Yeah. So I don't know how well you can trust those watches one way or the other. Star Labs may need to recall those immediately. Let, yet everyone's goes off as soon. Maybe it's something to do with its. It's Intenegate. It's the Intenegate of Earth 2. <laughs> well, so everyone in the in, in uh, what was it called? It wasn't Code Jitters. It was uh, or CC Jitters. Oh, it was like the Jitterbug. The jitterbug, yeah. So everybody in the jitterbug, their watch goes off as soon as Deathstorm and Killer Frost show up, but no one's goes off when Barry comes in the room. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that he's from Earth One, and but see, since, you know, but see, it impacted her watch like that. I, that's what I was thinking too. But it, since since he had an effect on her watch, I'm thinking it still has to affect it. Well, right, right. But maybe it's something where it's like the the watch is confused because he's from Earth One, huh? Like it knows for like, certain what an Earth two metahuman's like, and it reads a signal from Barry that's similar, and it's kind of like, ah, eh, this guy might be a metahuman. I don't know. Hey, uh, does uh, does it hurt your arms to reach that much? Uh it does. <laughs> no, actually, I I can see that. That's that's not bad headcanon to to you know retcon it a little bit. <laughs> see that back on Earth one. Meanwhile, on Earth one, <laughs> we have a situation with this rogue whose name was Geo Crusher. Uh, Geomancer, I thought. Geomancer. Oh, like a necromancer, and but right. Geo like the Earth. He, he mances Geos. <laughs> uh, wouldn't wouldn't like Geokinesis make more sense? No, I like Geomancy. All right, fair enough. Mancy is the practice of mancing, uh-huh. um, and in order to mance something, uh, you you control it. And so necromancy, you control the dead. I'm making all of this up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was curious, man. I, I was just going to go with you. Just gonna go I with do you. not know the, the etymology of the word uh, mancy or necromancy or any sort of mancies. Well, he's hanging out on the streets of Central City here in Earth One, kind of waving his arms in the air saying, are you not detained? You know, yeah. <laughs> trying to find the Flash, wanting him to come out, uh, throw, you know, ready for somebody to come out and throw down with them. Uh, they convince uh, Joe and Caitlin, our Caitlin, convince Jay to shoot up and uh, and go and toss down with them. Now, you know, we've already talked a little bit about the the uh, what is this formula of 49? What, uh, Velocity seven, right, yep. is what Caitlin whips up in an effort to try to get things rolling again for Jay. Uh, and for a brief moment, it appears to work. We even get Jay popping up full on into super garb, which was kind of funny. I thought he was actually going to show up with the, you know, with Barry's costume. Nah, man, that's like Barry and Jay are nowhere similar in size. <laughs> well, no, that's that's true. That is true. But anyway, so he does. He does pop up uh, full on in his Earth to Flash costume, does a really awesome move with the helmet. Oh, yeah. Where he rubs it and sends out these like circular vibrations, actually similar to what we saw Reverb do. I thought he was like hitting it. Uh, like is that he was what he banging did? on it. Well, maybe that's what, like a drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, it's sending out, you know, vibration waves or something. That's pretty sweet, man. I like that. Yeah, dude. I was so excited to see Jay in action tonight. I've been waiting 13 episodes for that. And finally, we got it paid off. And while well, it was only- I would not say that's payoff. I felt well, like it was, was more of a tease. Yeah, it, it was brief. But I, I was I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied for now. No, I am not. I am not. I feel like that was like even worse of a tease because now it's like, all right, basically this confirmed this episode pseudo confirmed, although I still feel like something's up with Jay. It pseudo confirmed that that is, in fact, Jay Garrick. And, you know, and he's still kind of like, oh, oh, I almost got my speed back. But now I don't like, come on, man. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'm still not sure about Jay. But it was just so good to see. Like, <laughs> I guess that's what it was. Is I was just so desperate to see him in action that even this. You'll take anything. 
Yeah, like like you've been in the desert for for like six days without any water, and then you get like a drop of water, and it's like the sweetest thing you've ever tasted in your entire life. You know, uh-huh. even though it's just a drop, it's like, oh yes. <laughs> well, he he does his best one way or the other, but he does get pretty thrashed, and uh, ultimately has to go and and run back to get patched up by Caitlin. Pretty nasty, uh, pretty nasty cut. Never actually saw him get that cut, but uh, pretty nasty cut. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there you go. That happened on Earth One, and so I guess we can assume that Geomancer is is still at large. Um, I would assume so. Yes. Okay. So Earth One needs a flash. Earth Two has a flash, but that flash is caged because Zoom does come on the scene, kills our vibe, or technically their vibe, reverb, uh, kills Deathstorm, leaves. I uh, I keep on wanting to call her Caitlin, but uh, Killer Frost. And what do you say? He wanted to keep somebody alive who knows her place. Yeah, because she was the only one who wasn't messing with the flash. He's like, Ronnie, you know what Zoom told us? He said to right. leave any speedsters unharmed and they just keep beating up on him. And so he's like, well, I'll kill you, too, because you disobeyed me. But Caitlin or Killer Frost, you are still useful because you're loyal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So leaves her alive, although, you know, tosses her and in, in, on his way out, uh, kidnaps Barry, puts him in a little glass cage, which is fun. Uh and in this cage, he does, he sees Jesse quick. He sees Jesse quick, sees that she's okay. Uh, glad to know that she's doing all right. Make that connection. But more importantly, he sees someone else. And that's going to bring, bring us to. Speedster speculation. Okay. Who is this man in the iron mask? And also that was a man, right? I guess. I've watched a couple times. I'm pretty sure we're looking at a dude. Yeah, I, I need to go back and rewatch that. I, I didn't get a chance to watch the end of the show before coming on night uh, tonight. But uh, yeah, I want to rewatch that scene to kind of get a full picture of who it was. Yes, yes. But I don't really know for sure. Jesse is in a cage, like in an actual cage. Barry is in a glass prison. This other person is also in a glass prison. They're specifically banging on the glass to get Barry's attention. By the way, freaking creepy, right? Yeah. Like really weird, really, really creepy. Like he's in this like just, just weird like glass dungeon room, and I don't know. It's like <laughs> if I was a villain and I was a bad guy. I mean, you know, I, I figured I'd still have my same tastes, right? Like <laughs> uh-huh. I wouldn't want to live in a sewer. I would at least spruce it up a bit, you know, make it look kind of nice. Uh, I mean, so, I have to live there, right? So are you are you going down with the theory that Zoom is actually Grodd? Actually. Zoom is Grodd's nephew. All they right. grew up together in the sewer. Surprised you didn't know that. Well, there you go. <laughs> Man in the Iron Mask. You, uh, you're familiar with this John Malkovich film. That's a John Malkovich film. Well, I mean, I guess it was Leonardo DiCaprio, but yeah, John Malkovich was in it. That's right. He, uh, yeah, I didn't know he, uh, but it wasn't like his. He didn't direct it, did he? No, 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 no. I, any any film that has John Malkovich in it, I, I consider it a John Malkovich film. Oh, okay, okay. So it, like, I, basically. I'm going to make a film with a bit part for John Malkovich where he says one sentence and then you'll be like, that's a John Malkovich film. So Man of the Iron Mask, it's kind of like a sequel to the three, uh, not three amigos, three, three musketeers. Is it? I didn't know there was a connection between the two. Dude, seriously? I, dude, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Ah, see, movies- all I know is that you had twins and uh, one of them was like going to be the ruler and the other one wanted to be it. So they put a, put him in an iron mask and throw him in prison. OK, so. All right. Well, that was what I was leading up to. But yes, that's essentially what happens. Right. Is that the yeah. the rightful king. Uh, so the, this guy who's like the spoiled guy, spoiled king, he wants to rule. He is ruling. He has his uh, half brother, not half brother, but his twin brother locked up in a prison and puts him in an iron mask to you know, disguise his identity so that no one will know that there is another that has a rightful claim to the kingdom. And therefore, this idea of the iron mask is to hide the fact that there is a relationship between the one in power and the one who's being suppressed. So the implication with an iron mask is that the person behind that mask looks very similar to someone that we've already seen. Yes. Now, I see this, and especially the fact that he's sat right across from Barry makes me wonder if that is perhaps a Barry from another Earth. What if Zoom is actually collecting berries, specifically speedster berries, of other Earths? Well, interestingly enough, Caitlin specifically mentions that she likes killing breachers. Mm. 
which would indicate to me that they've had people come to Earth 2 before. And as far as we know right now, the only people who can pass through breaches are speedsters. Mm. Well, I guess Harry passed through, but he had help from Zoom. And yeah. Yeah. Well, one way or the other, the very fact that she's aware of, of breachers are, are people from other Earths implies that other people besides Barry and Cisco have come to Earth 2. Perhaps yes. people from Earth 3 or 4 or 5 or 52. You know, like, it, point being, this has happened before. Earth 2 is very familiar with, with the idea of people coming over from other Earths. Could this, in fact, be perhaps Zoom is actually capturing all these speedsters and that what we'll actually end up seeing is you know the barry allen of earth oh my gosh what if he's the barry allen of earth three think about this now based on our last episode we dignified or or designated the supergirl television show as earth three what if that's the barry allen that we will come to see in the supergirl series wait wait Zoom is the Barry Allen. No, 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 no. The the man in the iron mask, the Flash in the iron mask. What if the per the flat or what if the person who's wearing the iron mask is the Barry Allen of Earth three that Zoom has kidnapped from Earth three, and that Barry from Earth two and is going to come rescue Barry from Earth one. Together, they're going to free Barry from Earth three. The three Barrys are going to team up against Zoom and probably lose. But at the end of it. Earth three Barry will peace out, go back to Earth three, where Kara Zarel is currently Supergirl over on CBS. I don't know because I don't think there is going to be a flash on in Supergirl's universe. Yes, there is. We talked about this. Multiverse. Barry Allen. Y- yeah, but I mean like that that would just be a thing where it's like, oh why doesn't Flash help Supergirl in this? Or why doesn't I guess it's the same question, why didn't Superman help, you know, Kara do a bunch of stuff? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's Barry in the mask. You don't think it's Barry in the mask. I don't think it's Barry in the mask. All right. So who do you think is in the mask? I don't know. I think though, I think it's Benicio del Toro. No, no. Uh, As the collector. (laughs) That is wrong. He has been collected. Nope. Nope. Wrong universe. Uh, (laughs) Ninja Steve in the chat proposes that it's actually Jay Garrick in the mask. And that the guy on Earth One is actually rival, which of course would be the rival of Jay Garrick. I I I like that. I like that a lot. Pop culture Don says it's Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stop me smoking. <laughs> yeah, look, one way or the other, I, I it's definitely somebody that we've seen before, right? I mean, does, does anybody does anybody think that it's not somebody that we've seen before? I don't think it's going to be somebody we hadn't seen before. I think it's going to be somebody that we've seen because I, I agree with you in the uh, in the fact that like we have a guy with an iron mask, so clearly it's going to be somebody that because otherwise why put him in a mask? If we've never seen him before, we don't know who he is. Why put him in a mask? Now, so it, it's got to be somebody that we've seen before because then you'd want to hide his identity, right? Right. Now. Both Kyle and Jared are saying that it appears that the man in the iron mask is African American. Which, if that is the case, kind of hard to tell, honestly, but if that is the case, and you pair that up with the fact that a lot of people have pointed out the most, uh, what is it, um, overlooked moment in the entire episode is the moment where Wally comes in wanting to talk to Joe, says very specifically, you know, something, and it looks like he's got something on his mind, and then he never actually gets to say it. Could that be, and I'm just throwing out, out here, could it be Wally West? That could be interesting. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know, man. But, but why? But why have the mask on him? I wonder. I don't know. I don't think it's Wally West. Well, so I'm wondering: is there anybody in the comics who has some kind of power set where? Because he didn't. He didn't say anything, right? No, he's wearing an iron mask. Yeah. So, is there anybody that you can think of with a power set where you know they need their their mouth or to say something or something like that? Uh, no. Although there's a lot of talk chatter in the chat that it could be Psycho Pirate, a, uh, a DC Comics, uh, per, uh, sometimes I guess villain, sometimes hero. I don't know. Is Psycho Pirate ever a hero? Dude, I, I'm I'm not very familiar with Psycho Pirate at all. Psycho Pirate very connected to the multiverse. If I'm remembering correctly, after the crisis, he was the only character that was aware of the multiple Earths that came before uh, the crisis. And so he was kind of a um, a gateway if they needed to ever undo what they had done. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think we're looking at a psycho pirate. I, I think if you look at the way the mask is built, it doesn't necessarily look like a superhero mask. It looks like it was specifically chained on him to cover up something. 
Yeah, it doesn't look like he wanted the mask there. <laughs> right. right. I do remember Psycho Pirate now because I'm looking at this clip from the comics of uh, Black Adam, and he does some very bad things to Psycho Pirate mm. in Infinite Crisis. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, so you're saying Man of the Iron Man. What was your, what was your final, uh, final thought? I really, really like the rival idea, but uh, that, that Ninja Steve had in, in the chat, I really like it. But there's some things I have to think about because we still have Hunter Solomon on Earth One. And so if we have two dudes, see, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, too familiar with Rival and how, uh, he, but he didn't look like Jay Garrick, did he? He wasn't like a, a lookalike or something that just had his power set, but like the opposite kind of thing, was he? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he just looked, I know, I think he did look like Jay Garrick. Because that would be interesting. Because then that would mean that if 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 so, Rival and Jay Garrick look the same uh, on Earth Two. Then that means there's a Hunter Solomon, and there's also another, I guess, opposite of Hunter Solomon on Earth know. One. All right, we'll address it. A lot of people are saying Diggle. It's not Diggle. Come on, people. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this the, it would. No, it's not. It's not going to be Diggle. <laughs> uh, I get it. Don it's, said it's... John Henry Steele. That would be awesome if it was Shaq in there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, that now that would have been a great Easter egg for the uh, the road of the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, for real. All right, I like it. So you're saying Rival. I'm saying Barry Allen of Earth Three. Uh, we will see probably next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than likely. Do you think? By the way, do you think that we're building up to a, a Zoom reveal? Like in the in this two parter, well, so uh, last season the reveal was before the hiatus, right? So if they're building up for it, I mean, like we're already halfway through the season right now. Um, yeah, and I guess the next break comes after the King Shark episode. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like, they, they maybe maybe they'll they'll push the mystery for this one, or they'll just keep throwing red herrings and stuff. Uh, to make the reveal that much sweeter. I don't know. It, it, it kind of feels like they're not going to do it soon. I feel like they have to. They're, they're, we will. I, I feel like we will walk away from next week knowing something. I don't know what, but I think we will know something. I think, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a narrower view of who the possibilities are at the very least. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. <laughs> That's the sound of the police in my hood! <laughs> All right, man, speaking of zooms reveal we actually got some uh, great listener feedback in from mind crime who sent in this he thinks that zoom is henry wait for it from earth one dun 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 i think the whole thing last night with you gonna tell your dad what you're doing from joe before they left kind of clinches it henry's got dark deep hatred for speedsters if it wasn't for the flat for Flash, there'd be no reverse Flash. And so I think that when Eobar discorporated, he hid somehow in Henry. And it's like a return of the Joker thing. Zoom is an alter ego of Henry Allen feeding off of the anger he has at his wife's death because his son became a speedster. All right, let me let me put this in a little bit more context for you. Uh, Bell, have you seen uh, Return of the Joker? No, I hear it's great. That it's fantastic. Watch it. Well, spoilers really quick. I mean, that movie's been out forever, so uh, yeah. this is on you if you haven't seen it. I deserve it. this. <laughs> yes. uh, it turns out that that basically the Joker found some way through microbiology and, and techno micro such and such um, to basically uh, create a clone of himself in Tim Drake's Robin. So he basically Tim Drake would essentially become the Joker and the Joker would possess Tim Drake and this kind of mental status. Didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was pretty awesome. Um, so his thought here is that somehow Eobard, uh, what remained of Eobard after being wiped out from time, latched onto Henry Allen, and Henry is becoming this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation uh, in the form of Zoom. Interesting. I just don't see that happening. I, I like the whole split personality kind of aspect of it because that's kind of what I feel Jay Garrick is, uh, you know, the, the Velocity 6. Like that's another one of my crackpot theories. Um, but yeah, I don't know if Earth One Henry Allen, I don't, I, I don't think he's doing. I, I, I feel like we, we all love Henry Allen. You know, I mean, it's John Wesley Shipp. You know, yeah. like that, that, I just don't really see. Great dude. At the very, at the very least, well, not least, but I, 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 I don't think that. I never subscribe to the idea that Earth 2 Henry is Zoom. 
mostly because of all the love that we have for John Wesley Shipp and seeing him in that kind of villainous role, I just don't think would go over very well. I get it because Star Wars, sure. Yeah. But I just don't see that happening. I mean, if you're going to have John Wesley ship on, you want him to be special, not evil. And yeah. so I, I just, I, I can't see that happening. That being said, I got no clue who Zoom is at this point. I really don't, man. I'm grasping at straws. So, you know, I, I hate naysaying theories when I don't have one of my own, <laughs> but that is where I find myself right now. Yeah. I, I kind of have a couple things floating around in my head and, I just, I, I don't know. I have nowhere to go now. Hopefully after next week, I'll have a little bit more concrete theoryage. But as of right now, I don't know. <laughs> the Green Arrow says, Zoom is obviously the Star Labs janitor. <laughs> Alex B wrote in on Facebook, said, OMG, tonight's episode is up there with the best ever for the show. Gotta agree with you, Alex. And then on iTunes, what did Cabo say? Well, uh, they wrote something for everyone. I look forward to this podcast every week. They're funny. They bring interesting perspectives and they give me things to think about without ever seeming to talk down to people like me who watch the show but don't know the comic lore. Great stuff. Well, K-Boss, let me let you know is I didn't really know much about the Flash from the comics before I started this podcast. So I have fun learning with you guys as well. That's not true anymore, man. I feel like you know more about it than I do at this point. I do because I am a sponge when it comes to things that I'm interested in and I just read a lot. So <laughs> I, I serve no purpose. You keep me around to edit this thing. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. But K boss, if I can learn, so can you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Want a pineapple. Zoom is definitely the maid from the arrow pilot. What was her name? Yes. Oh, what was it? Uh, Best man. theory ever. <laughs> you know why we didn't see her here from her? Cause he's traveling through times killing, uh, speedsters oh right rosa right or Reza, riza 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 out of this zoom no no no. riza is her name r-a-i-s-a yeah i know i was trying to make a terrible pun you know what you know where riza needs to come back legends no. of tomorrow oh holy crap that'd be awesome dude let's get a riza origin story let's find out what happened to her maybe oh maybe that's why we never see her again maybe rip hunter steps in early arrow season one takes her out of the timeline and she's all fighting freaking uh, Vandal Savage in the future with Batman Beyond. That's exactly what it is. I want to see that. She's got like a mop, but it's like a super powered mop. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. She's going to clean up the bad guys. <laughs> Time to clean up this town. <laughs> <laughs> love that theory and love all of you guys who showed up. Man, we have such a great crowd here tonight at Mixler.com slash Pottery. So great getting your theories for those of you who are able to tune in. Uh, if you're able to ever join us for the live show, we, we always encourage you to do so. Mixler.com slash Pottery. Or if you go to FlashTVTalk.com, you can find a direct link there. You can also keep up with us in between shows by following our personal accounts. You can follow me at the real Bo York. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell, or you can follow us on Twitter the entire show at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at potestery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. Yes, yes. If you need longer than 140 characters, that's cool. But if you write us an essay, we're probably not going to read it on the show. <laughs> but for the latest news and daily discussions on all things flash be sure to like our facebook page at facebook.com slash flash tv talk and if you like this show also as we mentioned at the top of the show check out legends tv talk which is where uh what would you call it a uh uh extraordinary legendary group of podcasters discuss the extraordinary legendary show legends of tv talk yeah it's fun if you go to dctvtalk.com you can actually see the videos from our first two episodes and we should have one coming your way this saturday you want to also give some special shout outs to charlie bach for providing our outro music and encourage you to subscribe to the podcast through itunes or at the satchel podcast player if you've got an android device be sure to download satchel at satchelplayer.com uh, if you've got an iphone device actually and you want to be part of the early beta uh, closed beta for it. You can do that as well if you go to satchelplayer.com slash iPhone. Sign up there. Got a new version coming out on Friday. So that should be great. Nice. Yes. I'm excited to get that out. And I think that's going to do it for us for this week. But if you're going to miss us, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.